listeners to another episode of Real, Real Education, Education the, the musical. musical. I was hoping you were going to join in. It's fine. I didn't know I was a guest. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen it, just like us. That's true. Yeah. So, um, to be fair, that could go for almost every movie we've watched. <laughs> well, pretty much everybody here except me. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, I said every movie we've watched. Oh, that, like, yeah. Jenny's been watching them with us, but... Uh, She's our silent partner. Yeah. Like I may even, we should make you a page on the web page. We yeah. should, we should, and it should just be like a, a silhouette. I was gonna say, yeah, no actual picture. Just. Oh, a silhouette of me and Bama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's there for all of them too. But Bama's just a fart cloud. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a fart cloud <laughs> under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so listeners, uh, we this time around this episode we're gonna watch a movie. We are gonna watch a movie that <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't think many people, like, it's got a weird trajectory. I had uh, never heard of it. I hadn't either. And yet, the pedigree of this film. Hey, uh, Vinny, who did you just discover is in it? Yeah, I know nothing about this. I, I had never even heard the title when we just decided to watch it. And then when Wendy put it on, uh, Mary Tyler Moore was yeah. in the title screen there. So <laughs> clearly she's in the movie. Along I- with? Julie Andrews. Yeah. Julie I Andrews. only know that from looking to try to find a copy of the movie for us to watch. Um, like searching at the library, there was like one, you know, on the cover it says like Julie Andrews and Mary Tyler Moore, and I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait till you see who else is in this film. <laughs> BT Doves. All right. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, there's some intrigued. interesting facts about this movie that I will share after we watch it. But for a movie that literally has been forgotten by yeah. a number of people, <laughs> uh, it won an Oscar. Wow. Cool. <laughs> it was nominated for several, and it was the ninth highest growing film that year. It was a hit. I want you to remember that while we watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, yeah, this Thoroughly Modern Millie listeners, which was... Oh, yeah, I don't know if we actually said the title until just now. Thoroughly oh. Modern <laughs> Millie, yeah. which was 1967, and uh, this was uh, just after Sound of Music okay. for Julie Andrews. It was like okay. two years later. So she was a huge star, and this is actually the last film she made that was sort of in her heyday that was a hit. After this, she tried she tried to do other things because she she's more than just everybody's sweet, wonderful, you know, ingenue. And people were like, fuck that. You no. are Maria. You're Maria Von Trapp. More you are Eliza kid. Doolittle. You are Mary Poppins. I'm not going to buy any of that crap. And so <laughs> poor Julie Andrews. Was it Audrey Hepburn? Eliza Doolittle? Um, that's the story we'll get into okay. afterwards. <laughs> All right, so we're going to watch Thoroughly Modern Millions. Uh, yeah. For those of you who already know this movie, by the way, you we need a secret handshake. But uh, I just <laughs> want you to imagine the fun I'm going to have watching them watch the movie. Um, and I can't wait to talk about it after. So uh, we're going to watch it now. Didn't we almost watch this one time before yeah. when we were over here and your husband was like, no. <laughs> That's yes. what I remembered, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. <laughs> yes, my that would be my husband's reaction to it. Which is why we'll talk about that after, too. <laughs> why we're watching it when he's not here tonight, I guess. He can put up with a lot. That's all I'm going to say there. You know what? So uh, We're going to have a great time. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. 
There's going to be a lot of reactions. Okay. Thoroughly Modern Millie, Academy Award winner, best music score, uncut, direct from its roadshow engagement, now at popular prices. Sound of Music, Chicago Tribune. A thoroughly delightful movie, says the New York Times. Four stars, highest rating. Julie Andrews is wonderful. New York Daily News. Julie Andrews in a wonderful gay comedy with music that spoofs the wild 20. What is your opinion of brute force, Mr. Green? Give them a young man they can trust. Tom Sawyer at 20. I never read Tom Sawyer. Was he sexy? Also starring Mary Tyler Moore, TV's Emmy Award-winning favorite. Operator, you have obviously never been in a Chinese opium den. <gasps> Carol Channing, that wonderful doll from Hello, Dolly, as the wackiest widow since Auntie Mae. <laughs> James Fox, co-starring John Gavin and Beatrice Lilly. Thoroughly Modern Millie, a bouncing, bubbling motion picture highlighted by the music of Elmer Bernstein and Andre Previn. I'm a jazz baby, little jazz baby, that's me. The whole panorama of the exciting 20s joyously presented through Millie and her mischief. It couldn't be more delightful, especially with Julie Andrews at her joyous best. Now at popular prices, uncut, direct from its roadshow engagement, Academy Award winner, best music score, thoroughly modern Millie. guys that was thoroughly modern millie <laughs> that was that was something it, it was indeed <laughs> yes, it was. mike's just nodding sadly i'm broken y'all <laughs> what no no you i heard you giggle at least no twice. there's there's some there's some good stuff in there so i have a stupid sweet spot for this movie because there there's a collection of movies that my mom showed me where she was like oh Thoroughly Modern Millie's on tonight. And I'm like, what? And she's like, let's just watch it. She's like, I love this movie. And I'm like, and then you watch it and you're just like, what has happened? I think I kind of love it. I guess I do. And But every time I try Your to show like, it. like, let's watch a movie about sex slaves. <laughs> yeah. and, good fun for the whole family. And racist stereotypes. Yeah. Um, and Oriental is number one and two. <laughs> every time I try to show it to somebody, I'm like, so here's a movie I kind of love and I you're not going to like and, it. And I can't defend it in any way, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's so ridiculous. And it is very ridiculous. Like, and it, it leans into how ridiculous it is. I, yeah, I, I think it wor- it only works because it knows how silly it is the whole time. Like, yeah. It just is of Julie Andrews looking straight, like, dead into the camera like a billion times. Making jokes <laughs> about, yeah, silent movie jokes about boobs. Yeah. The whole movie. <laughs> Boob jokes. There's all a over lot the of place. Like three yeah. of them in the first five minutes. Like yeah. it's boob jokes, boob jokes, 
Look, I have boobs. Boobs. I'm going to make... Look at my boobs. Boobs. (laughs) Only we're going to call them fronts. Fronts. Right, yeah. Okay, so, listeners, a quick synopsis (laughs) of a movie made in 1967, uh, set in 1922, where Julie Andrews is a small-town girl who's come to New York, and she decides to become a modern, so she bobs her hair and becomes a flapper. Just like on a whim. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. (laughs) Well, she just got done with her stenography school, and so she's going to become a stenographer, a secretary. So I guess that's her way of celebrating. She lives in a... Everyone on the street is dressed that way. She's like, oh, that looks good. I guess I'll do that now. (laughs) What's wrong? That's how I did my hair for most of my 20s. That's Um, what I'm just saying. That's the extent of the explanation. It's just weird because she goes from, like, looking like she came from church to that. (laughs) I fully support this choice on her part. I believe yeah. I believe spontaneous, complete makeovers always turn out well. Sure. Guys. Um, she lives in a, a girl's hotel um, where girls keep disappearing. And then you see it. From headline. the same room. <laughs> From a, Every time. You see a headline on the paper. What was it? Innocent, Innocent girls. Innocent girls. Like, sold, like sold into white, white slavery. slavery or yeah. something. It says white slavery. Right. And to which we all were like, what's white slavery? As opposed to any other form. Of slavery. Okay. Um, and she's she meets a boy and she likes him, but she's a modern, so she's going to marry her boss in a cold-blooded bid to be wealthy. And she meets her boss, who's super handsome, and she's trying to fall in love with him, but also Jimmy keeps pursuing her. And then there's her friend, Miss Dorothy, who... They go on adventures. They meet Carol Channing. Like, none of it makes any sense. And then they keep trying to kidnap Miss Dorothy, the white slavers, who are the, quote, Chinese people running. Oriental. Oriental. As credited. As Oh, God. Oh, God. It's not okay. It's so not okay. And they keep trying to kidnap her because they're white slavers. Again, yeah, sure. really not okay, and I'm so sorry I'm having to talk about this, but <laughs> remember, one of the best-selling movies in 1967, um, and we're not even to the best part of this this pedigree, and they eventually succeed in kidnapping her, so all three, Mr. Trevor Graydon, and... Uh, and Trevor's already gone on a date once with Dorothy. Both, at both Millie and Dorothy. He's with in love. Both, but he's in yeah. love with Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy and Trevor Graydon are in love. And Millie, and then Jimmy, the boy she likes, who also happens, seems like he knows Dorothy, but we don't know why. They go on a, they go and they rescue her from the white slavers, thanks to Chinese fireworks. They end up back at Muzzy's house. Muzzy is Carol Channing, where they proceed to do an aerial routine to defeat the bad guys. Because they suddenly all know how to do those acrobatics. Because why wouldn't you? Not and aerobatics. at least it was set up that that Muzzy already knew them, right? Like, and I guess they had watched her do it once. And then, oh, twist ending. Really all the twist, all the training you need. Turns out that Jimmy, the boy she likes, and Miss Dorothy, her friend, are both actually the stepchildren of Muzzy, who Muzzy sent them out into the world to meet real people to fall in love with because they were far too wealthy and all the gold diggers were after them. And isn't it great they all fell in love? Happy ending done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the ridiculous pedigree of this ridiculous movie. Where to start? Yeah, it's it's all (laughs) fucking crazy. (laughs) Julie Andrews, Mary Tyler Moore, Carol Channing. Yeah. Directed by 
George George Roy Hill, who also directed Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid right. and The Sting and Slaughterhouse Five <laughs> and The World According to Garth. Um, with a musical score, which that's the Oscar that it won was for Best Music and Score, for Elmer Bernstein, huh. um, his only win was for this movie. The only time he ever won an Oscar. By the way, wow. who's Elmer Bernstein? Oh, you know, just The Magnificent Seven and The Man with the Golden Gun and The Great Escape and Ghostbusters. Nope, this is clearly his best work. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Richard Morris, who also wrote um, Unseekable Molly Brown, the play. I'm not sure how that's different than the musical. And he also wrote for Letterman. Hmm. Okay. And you want to know who's... And then the... There's no choreographer listed, though, guys. I looked and I looked. The best I could come up with was a credit for dance. For that's the credit. Dance. Not dancer, no, not choreographer. Dance is created by just... Dance is done by Kitty Malone. You know what else she did? The Music Man. Bit by bit, putting it together. Oh, <laughs> Okay. So there's I mean, not a ton of choreography in this like movie. A lot of tap, and then no. the, the tapioca. There's the one scene with the tapioca dance thing. The tapioca is pretty much it, and then there's Jazz Baby, and then there's the, all the acrobatics of Do It Again, but yeah. no, it's not a, like, it's technically a musical, but it's a whole lot of... But, like, like even there's only, the, what, uh, like, two, I guess three songs that they, that the person on screen sings. Like, like saying, a lot of, of the yeah, singing of is like voiceover type yeah, stuff. It's yeah, it's like background while they're... While Julie Andrews stares you down in the camera. <laughs> right? Yeah. But she's got such a lovely voice. Oh, I know. I mean, it's not yeah. a problem. It's just funny. Like, it's quite a lot. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this is, um... So, let's... Let's delve into the problems of the movie, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> I mean, we touched on the first... Well, the biggest, I think, the both white slavery and the portrayal of everything Chinese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean the yellow devil that is stealing the white women right. away? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they all just speak gibberish to each other, like, very clearly yeah, that, just that it's like, sort it's of... clearly not even Chinese that they're speaking. And... Or, yeah. yeah, it's just racist sounds, basically. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah, but, Chinese, so, it's probably and, right. And it's true that in the movie, she's Muzzy has got all these different instructors, slash lovers, love it, searching, searching, always searching. She's like a squirrel gathering the nuts of life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the every other language represented in the film is the actual language. Yeah. Right. And then the Chinese is gibberish, and it's so hard to decide if that's ultra racist or them going how about we just make it so goofy that it's so over the top that like it like we go so far beyond real that it's not as bad definitely ultra racist yeah (laughs) i think it's just i think it's just it was the 60s and they probably didn't even think twice about it they were just like nobody will know the difference just make some noise it'll (laughs) no actually i think they did know it would not sound chinese i think they thought it would be funny you know what's funny chinese noises that's, um, I agree with you. That's more maybe. what it seemed like. Ting tang, ching cho. Like, yeah, yeah maybe. I think that's what Maybe I'm is. just underselling exactly how racist they were. No, it really is <laughs> Pretty bad. damn racist. It's, yeah. It really is that bad. And then yeah. you have Pat Morita, his film debut, and Jack Sue, for who anybody old enough will know he, he was on Barney Miller. So these are both actors who 
Pat Morita, hello, it's Mr. Miyagi. Both not play, Chinese. Play, both of them are Japanese-American, <laughs> and they're playing Chinese. Orient, Orientals. Like, yeah, they don't even... They, I don't know that they ever actually say Chinese. Everything's Oriental or just laundry. No, she says Chinese laundrymen at some point, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and the subtitles always say, like, speaking Chinese, but... Oh, that's right. And Mary Tyler Moore says the Chinese opium den. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Right there at the end. I hope he doesn't turn out to be an addict. Also, yeah. I mean, just the fact that like they work in both a <laughs> taking the thing what? Chinese like, a Chinese laundry and a Chinese fireworks. Like that's it. Yeah. It's just those two. Like clearly, that's all of their. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was weird. like that's why when she throws the cigarette into the thing and it comes up and it says fireworks, I was just like. Of course. Of course it is. Like, like, what else would they have in a racist-ass Chinatown other than... (laughs) A racist-ass Chinatown. Then, oh, they all have fireworks here. Racist-ass Chinatown is the name of my Guns N' Roses cover band. (laughs) (laughs) FYI. Uh, um, That's not the only problematic thing. I mean... It's the biggest. Yeah. And then there's like 5% at the end of the movie where she's like, no, I don't want to be your equal anymore. I just want to cuddle you. Yeah. yeah. The whole time it's, it just changes right there. Oh, you're a multimillionaire? Well, okay. Never I get, mind. I don't need to be a girl. I don't need to be a person anymore. Let's just cuddle. Yeah. Right. And I'll grow up my hair. Wah. Yeah. Like I'm the, I can't even. I can't even. Except I kind of ridiculously love this movie because <laughs> because Trevor Graydon is so ridiculously Trevor Graydon and Mary Tyler Moore is so huh. She's so breathy and just like like everything and the way that they interact with each other is just like there's so many long pauses before they they just like <sighs> To each other, and it's... <laughs> like, stared deeply into each other's yeah. eyes. And... <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore is a, was always a brilliant comedian. Yes. And she's very funny in this. I don't care how middle class a hotel it is. She gives so much shade in this movie to, like, <laughs> she meets, yeah, meets Millie. She's like, oh, you look lived in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, rude. <laughs> First thing she says. I feel like I know. I feel she like met her Dorothy. like two minutes ago and says this shit to, like to her face. Yeah. The way Miss Dorothy acts, like apparently being wealthy might actually be similar to being somewhere on the maybe on the spectrum of not knowing how to interact yeah. socially. Right. Like, like she's never been outside of that house before, and like like she's just wound up with no social skills at all. Yeah. Don't know how to talk to people. You look lived in. Well, and then there's, I know she's lived, but she sure doesn't show it under those curls. This movie, for being so sweet, it's got boob jokes and sex jokes, and there's even, like, when she meets Trevor Graydon, he's like, well, bolt the door, take your things off, and let's... And, yeah. And, what, so, excuse me? And uh, let's put one in there. Yeah. And he's just like, wait, what? And he's just like, did you just make that joke? With Julie also, Andrews, she's with like Dame Julie Andrews, but she's also like fall down horny as soon as she walks in the door well, of that he's room ridiculously too. Ridiculously handsome. She's like they do like a series of like five reaction shots of her just while like, singing Hallelujah. <gasps> because he's ridiculously <laughs> handsome. And then all she says is beautiful. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? Well, he is. <laughs> I mean, 
Yes. Like, but. I don't actually find it like he, I don't, like I told you dudes, um, I, I don't actually have any like, you know. But it's um, like, not like every other leading, leading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, you're watched. not like attracted to him. <laughs> like, I'm not like, damn, I'm just like, you are like the epitome of what handsome shit uh, like As that. soon as he comes on screen, it's like jarring he's that attractive. Like, like he's got the jaw <laughs> and the nose, yeah, and the hair, and the walking suit with the this pose with the, the pipe, the, and the pose chin, with the yeah. pipe, the pose with the pipe, which he gets to do a lot of. Yeah, <laughs> it's frozen in that but position. But he's also funny. He's very yeah. funny. Like a lot of, a lot of, especially the the later part of the movie rests on him being able to pull off the comedy really well. Yeah, because he doesn't move at all. To be very funny while being very still. Yeah, wide-eyed <laughs> and just frozen. Let's talk about this dude, because he's fascinating. He, th- I think he might be the most fascinating one in here. His name is John Gavin, and um, the studios thought he was going to be the next Rock Hudson, because look at him. Yeah, because yeah. of, face, of his looked, face. He looked familiar, but I, I don't know why. I mean, um, Well, he was um, in Cirque's Imitation of Life. Did you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, Douglas Cirque did all the really... The really melodramatic, gorgeous, like oh my god, they're just beautiful to look at. Um, so he he was the leading man in that, and he's great. I've actually seen that, and I had forgotten about it. He's um, Julius Caesar in Spartacus. He's Sam okay. Loomis that in must Psycho. Be from. He was almost Bond in Diamonds Are Forever. Wow. Now Sam here's what Loomis is that the uh, the detective? Yeah, I think so. In Psycho, it's been a while. I think so. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. Um, but here's what's interesting. He's Latino. His name was actually Juan. And he huh. actually was Reagan's first ambassador to Mexico. He eventually pivoted away from being an actor into politics and public service. Huh. Like Shirley Temple. I just, I'm like... Juan this, Gavin? Like, this guy, like, and like, he, when he, when he, like, when he eventually was named the ambassador, he's like, weirdly, this is what I've wanted to do my whole life. Like, you were a movie star, and you're like, actually, what I always wanted to do was be nah, in public service to help out, like, Mexico. I'm just like, what are you? You're you're beautiful and perfect? I can't even... <laughs> I can't, and he was almost Bond in Diamonds Are... Like, let's consider. They they were offering it to him after Lazenby, except that eventually Seanery said, okay, I'll come back. Right. And, and he, they apparently never went back to him. I don't know why he would have... I mean, look at him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he could have right. pulled it off. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. So yeah, that um, that is John Gavin, uh, Mr. Trevor Graydon, who gets itchy in his gut. Edgy. Edgy. I apologize. Edgy. <laughs> edgy in his gut. Hmm. I also, I mean, just speaking about him, it was just funny when, she, like, when Millie finds him in the in the bar or you know in the nightclub or whatever. And he's drinking... Speakeasy. St- yeah, stif- stiffs or strong spirits, strong whatever, spirits. but like out of a coffee cup. I don't know. It was just... Because it was... It's the 1920s. Yeah. It's a speakeasy. And so they're, they're like, hey, take these coffee cups back to the coffee clatch. Right. And she, of course, is completely... Oblivious to it. Oblivious. Yeah. She's like, Lala, everybody's drinking coffee. And then she picks up... She, oh, I'll get you more coffee. And she picks up. She's like, oh, Whoa. my God. <laughs> what was in this? Not strong enough. Strong spirits. Soy sauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I love how easily foiled Mrs. Mears was at like every turn. Basically, yeah, everything she did was just yeah, just immediately like foiled. <laughs> it, let's remember, big hit, Oscar nominated, nominated for nine Oscars. 
By the way, you want to know it's who too else? Too many Oscars for this movie. You know, I know who else got nominated. Carol Channing for Best Supporting. Fuck yeah, she did. <laughs> she should have won. The all she didn't win. The only Oscar nomination she ever got. This movie. Hey, wow. you know what? I mean, she should have fucking won it. Like, she's amazing. And we said multiple <laughs> times while watching this that we would, I would gladly watch a whole movie just of Muzzy. Muzzy. Well, yeah. Well, and what's great? So, like, uh, they go to Muzzy's place and they do their whole thing there. And the first time you like, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Jimmy. 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 Yeah. So Jimmy's Jimmy, Jimmy's oh, flying Jimmy. with with uh, Dorothy and boy. Millie. Um, in this biplane, and then this, they're in this like red and white uh, plane, and then this black plane comes behind them. It's supposed to be very like, it's almost it's like played for this weird like, like tension. They're, like they're gonna dogfight. Yeah, I even said like I hope they fucking dogfight each other. <laughs> uh, and then it pulls up next to him, and here's. Here's Muzzy, and the first shot you see of her is her holding like a martini glass. I go, raspberries! 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 Because it's Carol Channing. Raspberries! And she's, it's really great because she's young-ish. I looked it up during, she's like in her Mm mid-40s. But she still has the voice that she had in like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Is she uh, in Beetlejuice? Yeah. Who is she? She's the isn't she the one that's uh like their spirit guide? Is she? I don't I don't know. I'm not a right. I'm not a big fan of Beetlejuice, so I don't know. You may be right. No, I'm just. <laughs> You're making me second guess. I'm like I'm ninety percent on that. Is it okay, Chris? Look it up. Chris is on it. I don't. Know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just like. Yeah, I, I, th- I mean, I know who you're talking about, and I thought. I thought it's the same so person, well. right? <laughs> well, she's always had that voice. That weird little voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those huge but eyes. But also, like, it's a little voice that sounds like she smokes about five packs a day. <laughs> she yeah. sounds like an eight-year-old who's got a, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like a whiskey a whiskey and cigarette problem. Because right. it's not just cigarettes. It's whiskey, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then her... <laughs> that whole scene is great. Where she really gets to show off. Right, where she just picks up random instruments and plays one note. Yes. What I love about it is just like. Well, she had, she had a sweet trumpet solo. Yeah, oh, and yeah. She, oh, and she, and she had get... the banjo where all she did was go. Just like yeah, mad strumming while sliding. Yeah. Oh wait, seven Oscar nominations. I apologize, not nine, seven. Oh, here's a fact: Jazz Baby. They had to negotiate the rights to use that in the film because do you want to know who had it? General Mills, because they were using it for their Wheaties commercials, and they had been for 40 years. Wow. I got her mixed up with Sylvia Sidney. That's who ah, was okay. in Beetlejuice. I, I was, anyway. I was right there with you. They're very similar. Um, yeah. Um, oh, Mrs. Mears, the Chinese ori- oriental. I, there's no good way to put it that's not making it, making it any worse. But the woman in charge of the house is yeah. played by Beatrice Lilly. She was actually in early stage Alzheimer while they were filming. So Julie Andrews would actually stand just off screen and feed her her lines Hmm. to help her. I kind of think it's sweet. sweet. And she still delivers a funny performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is just gibberish Chinese language. (laughs) I like the way she's always cracking jokes and the the other two don't respond. And she's just like, ugh. Until finally she's like, oh my God, you two are so dreary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
but, but so the score actually makes the final scene funnier, mm-hmm. as we discovered, as the score, as they keep trying to all, like, Jimmy's being kidnapped, and they keep going, Trevor, help us out, but Trevor's been drugged, and he's not moving, so every time they pan to Trevor, the music goes, do-do-do. Yeah, it's real, almost like heroic-type music, and he's just sitting still in the car with the pipe in his mouth. It's very funny. It is very funny. He has, like, a tagline. It's like, every time you see him, it's great. And they're like, would you help me? And he's just looking heroic, but doing nothing. And that's what's great is, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, in the whole no. in the whole thing. Just can sit there and look pretty. Just sit there and look pretty. That's all you're good for. He's for dinner. He's for dinner. He pays for dinner. <laughs> oh, he pays for dinner. Yeah, I like I like the idea that he's yeah, for he's dinner. Yeah, he's got the jack. That's right. He get, he had the jack to spring them out. <laughs> to spring <laughs> all right, them. Right. Yeah. Um, I forget. The the the. No. Yeah. The jack to spring me by Jingo. That's what we wrote down. And there's also. <laughs> Banana oil as an exclamation. We gotta, you know, we should start a lingo on the yeah. page. Just <laughs> lingo that gets like between the thimble rigger, yeah. the banana Too oil, thimble rigger. and soy sauce. Soy sauce. Um, and uh, let's see, machine. Oh yeah, Millie, machines are like gloves. <laughs> only in black only and white. white. They black should and only white. be in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> that guy is the best. <laughs> the like, dance instructor. Like, the first time you see him, it's kind of like, what the fuck is he doing? And then, like, about the fifth time they cut to me, he's just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's about when it, like, started getting really funny. And then there's about three more times. And then the last time you see him is when um, uh, Millie's doing her little floaty... Like, trying to go have sex with Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It, but she has the, that real flowy, like, robe on. And she just... <gasps> through the through like the hallway and everything, and she keeps passing all of the instructors, and each of them says like something to her as they walk past. She's Basically, like, good she's evening like, and whatever their language. Yeah, is. and she's like, "Oh, they're working late," <laughs> and uh, like, "Yeah, sure." And then, uh, but she gets, all of them say, "I like good evening" in their language until they get to the instructor. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> And he's just snapping. Yeah, yeah. Muzzy's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, there was know, Sodom and Gomorrable. Yeah, yeah, Sodom and Gomorrable. That was, that was a great line. Oh, let's talk about the tapioca. Tapioca, okay. tapioca. You know what it reminded me of? Was like, stop making sense. The talking heads <laughs> thing where he does like the arms. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time, that's all I could like think of. Yeah. It's the the only real big dance number yeah. because it's the only big chorus number, and they start with it, and they're like, "Good, we got that done. We won't bother yeah. with no, that." Don't need any more of that. Because right? you almost think like maybe Check. something will happen at the big party, but nope. Just, nope. Yeah, just. But the way all you get is yeah, all you get is Carol Channing's dance, which was fine. The, but, yeah. But Jimmy well, that whole, and that whole dance number starts off so because. He's like, he's like well, we can just make up make, our own make, dance. Make up our own dance. What did you have for dinner? <laughs> like, that's what he's looking for inspiration. He's like, oh, I had Frank's. And he's all like, And he starts, like, throwing punches. <laughs> Frank's. Frank's. That's the sausage dance. Frank's, Frank's, which made me think of Henry Cavill and cocking his guns. <laughs> Frank's, Frank's. He's like, no, that's no good. What else? Sauerkraut. And he's all like, sauerkraut. <laughs> With these weird, like, yeah, elbow, elbows out. Like, elbow yeah. things. And he's like, no, that's no good. What else? Tapioca. Aha, there we go. It'll be a tap number. Ta-ta. And then and everybody's like, ooh, it's the new dance, the tapioca, and they all do it. 
and then they go out and they make out in a car. It's a very sex-driven show. Absolutely. Yeah, the makeout scene's really good, though. Still not uh, as horny as On the Town, though. It's not as horny. I don't think any movie is as horny <laughs> as On the Town. I don't think there could be one. But, uh, yeah, the makeout scene is wonderful. They keep all the, yeah, all the going down. Cuts. Like, <laughs> what? What? How, what? Yeah, yeah, that was a way to phrase that. Um, they keep, like, disappearing beneath the, uh, the door of the car, and then they will pop up in different places, and it's, it's, it's a good, it's a great gag. It's a great gag, like, oh, we're gonna go smooch, we're making out, and then we pop our heads back up. Yeah. And it starts traditionally of them, like, popping up in the way you would expect, but then they just start popping up in random uh, ways. Finally, like, like in she's the in the back seat. seat. <laughs> <laughs> like, how'd you get there? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Apparently it was fun. This would be having a great time. Um, so, let's see. Of the numbers, there's that one. There's Jazz Baby that she that Muzzy does, and there's Do It Again when she's doing the all the Arab acrobatics. Those okay. are kind of the three big numbers. So that scene is delightful. Um, also, yeah. we because we had just been like I commented on it that I was like I don't remember what I said something about like. They need to bring Muzzy back or something. Like, I need more Muzzy in this movie. And then immediately. And then immediately she gets fired out of the fucking cannon. And she's like, raspberries! It comes flying in and does the aerial stuff. And it's so, so good. And they're just throwing her around. She well, has, love, like... Like, the whole conceit of that, that scene was that she was... Like, they were instructing her, like, on how to do it. Like, what better way to learn than to go on stage in front of a live crowd, like... Opening night or whatever. It was just funny. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, what, I mean, she did great. I actually, well, apparently she's been doing it with them for a while, though, because she gets to, when uh, when she has Millie, like, un... Oh, that's right. Un- she's like, it was One his turn to unhook me. And he's mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, the idea of Muzzy, like, I wish more wealthy people were, like, this version of wealthy. Like, oh, I'm wealthy. I should learn things and be excited and... and and see what else I should be doing in the world and go out and have adventures as opposed yeah. to being, I don't know, the Kardashians or whatever they do. Or the housewives of wherever. Right. Like, I'd, I'd be down with housewives like Muzzy. Like, I would watch <laughs> the shit out of that show. Absolutely. I need, I need the Muzzies of, yes. of Madison County. That doesn't... <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> Phrasing's a little off on that. <laughs> Muzzies of Madison County, like Muzzy in Iowa. Let's just all wrap our brains around that for a little while. Um, when you said that, like, I mean, that area... I was going to make some soybeans. <laughs> Soy sauce! That, uh, that whole aerial scene, I mean, you said that, I mean, at least a good portion of it was her... It looks like it. It looks like her the whole time. Like, I, just... I wasn't able to find any notes on it, but you can definitely see that some of those close-up tricks are definitely her. Right. And... There's, I mean, and you can, there's plenty of times you can see the wires, like, while oh, they're Oh, sure yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah so you I, would wire the shit out of her. Yeah, 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 and, they're like, they're not even really trying to hide them, so, like, I assume a lot of it is her, that like, they're just... yeah, because I'm, I'm sure Carol Channing was game. She's like, sure, why not? Fuck it, yeah. yeah. I was on Broadway! <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looked um, like fun, yeah, I mean, I mean, not? yeah, we should be clear, Carol Channing was mostly a Broadway star, not so much in movies. Right. She... Of course, um, she, her breakout role was as Lorelai Lee in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. I think we all forget that started as a stage play. Started yeah. as, a, as a stage musical. 
Um, and then she got cast in Hello, Dolly, and then she did that forever. Just forever. Um, let's see, Mary Tyler Moore. Of course, we all know who she was. By the way, did you know she was an alcoholic? I found that out. Did not know that. Yeah. Nope. Um, <laughs> oh, and apparently on the set of the Dick Van Dyke show, they would all they would all call him Penis Von Lesbian. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Penis Von Lesbian. The things I find out, guys, it's great. Where did you find that? It was in her autobiography. Thank you very much. That's wonderful. Right? Um, and as we, as we talked about, apparently Dame Julie Andrews is filthy. Absolutely filthy. What was it you said, Mike? Yeah, uh, there's a video, I don't remember, it was um, a f- several years after, it may have been like when the Second Princess Diaries came out, or even after that, that I, I remember seeing like a late night interview thing with Anne Hathaway, and her basically talking about like doing the first Princess Diaries movies and being so, uh, the first movie, and being very excited, because like, of course, it's Julie Andrews, Anne Hathaway was like a theater kid, like, of course she looked up to Julie Andrews. And she comes out and just swears, like, nonstop. And she's like, Mary Poppins is talking to me like this? Like, she's just like, fuck this and fuck that. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's it's wonderful. I want to hang out with that I want to hang out Poppins. with Julie Andrews I want to hang out so with bad. Mary fucking Poppins. Yeah. That's who I want to hang out with. Um, so, Julie Andrews, a uh, little... I mean, you can tell she was having a great time, like... Oh, yeah. With all this, well, like... Well, she was such a comic, and but like like I said, she got pigeonholed into being, like, the sweet young ingenue. Well, right. and with that voice, too. Yeah, I mean, right. She had a freak... Like, in the IMDb, they even called it a freakish four-octave range. <laughs> That's the word they use. Freakish four-octave range. Which, by the way, if you don't know... That is a freakishly. That's, yeah. freakish. <laughs> that, that is a range. She remarked in her autobiography notes that only the neighborhood dogs could really hear. Um, she uh, she started performing at like ten. Like she's been performing her whole life. She her big break was like at nineteen in The Boyfriend. She starred in that in London and then came over to Broadway and and starred and like made her name and then they then she got cast as Eliza in My Fair Lady and won the Tony for it on Broadway, but when they went to do the movie, Jack Warner said, no, I'm sorry, you're not a big enough star. We're going to put Audrey Hepburn in and get somebody else to do her singing voice. Marnie Nixon, actually, of course, of who did everybody's voice. Here's where the schadenfreude comes in, because do you the year that Audrey Hepburn was up for Best Actress in a Musical for My Fair Lady, do you know who won? Julie Andrews? For Mary Poppins. Nice. Jazz hands. <laughs> okay. Only fitting. And she thanked Jack Warner in her acceptance speech. Nice. Oh, that's straight that's up shady. Beautiful. I love that. I love it. That's great. Love it. She's like, thanks, Mitch. This is because of you. Yeah. hey I wasn't a big enough star. What you say about that now? Um, and of course, famously, um, when was it? It was 1997. She had her... She had some problems with her voice. Um, it was thought it was nodes. She says it's not nodes. It was some sort of stress. And uh, the surgeon botched the job and ruined her voice. And that is why she has not sung, really sung publicly since. Although she sang a little bit in Princess Diaries 2 um, in, a low, in, a, yeah, <laughs> in a very low... In a very low alto. 
I'm a fan too. It's got Christopher Pine. It's very sweet. <laughs> I've actually only seen that one once. I've seen the first one like several times, but I've only seen the second one. Well, once. the first one's delightful. First one's great. The first one's really funny. Um, Chris, very, Chris, Chris Pine's <laughs> very funny in it. He's very funny yeah. in it. Like, you know, I'll watch anything with Anne Hathaway, so... Like, and, and Dame Julie Andrews. And, and yeah. <laughs> um, Dame Julie Andrews. Right. Like, can you imagine how she swore at that? I'm fucking Dame Julie Andrews, bitch. Um, so let's... The pedigree that I kept remarking on is... This movie became a Tony Award-winning Broadway musical. They took this movie and said, you know what we should do? More of this? Turn it into a Broadway musical. Now, I've never gotten to see the Broadway musical... I've they, seen numbers from it. All of the That's the thing I don't know. That... How they keep Mrs. Mears. I know they keep Mrs. Mears. Yeah. I know they keep that plot. I just don't know how they do it. It's weird because your first thought was that they keep all the racist stuff, and I'm like, do they still do like the cannon onto the <laughs> stage? <laughs> <laughs> it won the best musical for 2002. Um, it that made... recently. Yeah. yeah wow. wow. Like, no, this wasn't like in the 1990s. This, like, this like, was in, in like 2000. This... They're like, you know what we ought to do is take this racist movie from 1967 and turn it into a great, like, everybody fucking loves it show that wins Best Musical and launches the career of now Broadway star Sutton Foster. She's huge no because shit. that was her breakout role. Wow. And yikes. I'm going to say her from Flight of the Concords, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's fantastic. She's brilliantly funny. Yeah. Um, and there's tapping all over that fucking show. That's what I always watch on YouTube is all the tap numbers. From... Yeah, I'd be really curious to see how how they did that. Yeah, but that well, and... but you don't ever see like the full, I mean, I suppose you could find like some community right. theater performance and watch, so you could at least see what the play is. I've never done it. Maybe I should out of curiosity. I did look to see if there was a staged recording like what we watched like what we watched last week with um, Newsies yeah. mm-hmm. to see if there was one of those because to compare it would be interesting, but there's nothing like that, mm-hmm. which pisses me off, by the way. Why aren't we recording? How dare they? Why aren't we recording Broadway for, right? for archive purposes? Like, in, like people would pay to see it. And you know, did you hear they announced today that they're going to do have a Hamilton release from a twenty, I think sixteen. It's like all original. Oh no, it's original. I know they filmed all the original, original cast because I was following. I was following um, Lin Manuel's Twitter feed at that time, and yeah, he yeah. was like, "Yeah, they came to film today," and blah blah blah. It's all the original cast, and I know they filmed it. And I've been like, just like they filmed it. They Where is it, bitch? That they're gonna, that they're Give gonna, it to me. Come on, it, yeah. Give me the Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they also announced. And I know you know, because you're the one who, like, it was you pointing oh, it out Fosse. to me. It was like, this might be the most Wendy Bullsby shit ever. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda producing with directing. Tommy... Ka- no, Tommy Kale's directing. Lin-Manuel oh, is... Oh, Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel is, is directing. No, he's not directing. Maybe he's writing? It was something involved directly... Yeah, he's in directly involved, but I think it's it's more on the production level. But Tommy Kale, oh, okay. who's the director of Hamilton... Tommy and he and Tommy Kale are like right, right, right. Yeah, Tommy Kale's actually directing. Okay. With Sam Rockwell doing Bob Fosse, that's brilliant perfect, casting. That's yeah, brilliant. yeah, it's really oh, good. Oh, and Michelle Williams, like I'm a fan. I love Michelle Williams. Oh my god, it's gonna be so sexy, yeah, it's guys. It's about time for her to get something where like she can actually show off. Yeah, well, the, she, I loved her in um, Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's 
like she's delightful and then she can actually move and sing you're like oh my god you've got talent why right. didn't they ever give her any good things actually today they released a like a whole Vanity Fair like cover piece on her that's really really good and y'all should go read it because it's oh. awesome um, it's like all interviews with like her and Busy Phillips who's like her best friend um, nice and uh, yeah it's it's great like I, I read the whole thing it's awesome <laughs> And we gotta we gotta mark our calendars at some point for when the Fosse thing's gonna happen. I know. I was just talking to him about that uh, last weekend. I was like, we oh, need to yeah. figure out when that's gonna ha- when we're gonna do that. <laughs> just like the Fosse retrospective of like two months of nothing but Fosse. Right. Fosse, 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 Fosse. Wasn't there? I feel like there was somebody else Fosse. involved. And then we could watch the Birdcage just for that moment where he goes the Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Have you guys watched uh, Seven Brides yet? No, you're not in this podcast. Raspberry. <laughs> no, we have not Shut watched down. Seven Brides yet. That's a whole other level of something. But it's got, it's got my man. It's uh, what? Howard Keel. Howard Keel. Thank you. I just which, have to put my which, arms up. I was like so the tall, tall one, the right? Tall one. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the very long legs. Like I can see him in my mind's eye. Right. Trust me. That's not your mind's eye. <laughs> Trust me, I can see him. Etc. 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 All right. So. Oh, so you did bring up the tap, uh, which is one of uh, from the stage show, but in the movie. It's one of my it's one of my favorite bits in the movie is the elevator that doesn't work and so they have to tap dance to get it to work, and it's just wonderful. Like they do uh, their first kind of their first real scene because they have like their uh, they meaning um, Millie and, and Dorothy. Um, they have their scene where they where Millie pays for her cab out on the out on the street and then um, they go in and they meet Miss Mears. They get in the elevator to go up, and they basically have, like, this whole conversation as they're, like, tap. They have to tap to get the elevator to work. <laughs> um, showgirls used to practice their routines And it did in something there. to the motor. It did something to the motor. <laughs> and now the it machinery, all, yeah. And, it all, and now it only works if you're tap dancing. Yes. And so you get that, which is this really great sequence of, of them, like, going up in it. But um, Yeah, I really liked how they shot that with, like... Where it's it, like, really cool, right? It turn, it's just like like clearly just like a little box, and then right. like the background's moving, you know, for them to just tap in. But, and then, it, it, but it then there are really shots well. of it, like the, of it Between passing floors, by yeah. as yeah. it goes up. Like that's a nice, nice um, shot. And then you get it later, like you get a couple of callbacks to that bit, um, like when um, they're fighting. Uh, well, they're not really fighting. They're just kind of, uh, Millie's just being super passive aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and they get on the elevator and she's doing this like, oh, nothing's wrong, blah, 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 blah. Like furious tapping. But she's like so angrily tapping to get the elevator. And then there's when she's being desperately fatal. Oh, right. desperately fatal. I was the, the one where album. she was And like, all she does is like the hip, the, the little hip cock, and it just goes down like, damn, girl. Yeah. Um, well, and then there's, a, there's another one where she's like in, the hur- in a hurry to get down. To, and she's, she's doing like wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's, oh, and then there's when. There's uh, the two guys. The, the two. The laundry guys. The laundry guys. Let's call I'm them that. I'm call them the laundry <laughs> yeah. guys. The laundry guys, and they do a little soft shoe, right. which That's, is super cute. Yeah. And then they continue it as they go down the hall. And now to the truck. I really like that bit. It's that very good. That was super good. cute. That was super cute. Oh, and the desperately fatal outfit. There are some fun clothes in this. There are, yeah. I mean, okay, so that desperately fatal outfit was great on her. <laughs> no, I think Jimmy pulled it off. Then better. they put it on Jimmy, and it's even better. <laughs> like, it's... 
it's two different ways to play this costume, and they're both hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like you said, I mean, him, like, it does, it, you obviously, from the beginning, like, as soon as he steps on the screen wearing it, you know it's him, but the mascara makes him look like a completely different person. It honestly person. took, I was like, who is like, that? I like, I knew it was yeah, a man. It's supposed to be Jimmy, but that's not Jimmy. Like, right. It's amazing how taking his glasses off and putting mascara on him, you're like, that really changes your face. Yeah. Took his mask off. <laughs> yeah. Show your true face. Show your true glasses face. Off. Glasses off. Well, what's great is we've been, we, we've been talking about Mission Impossible <laughs> earlier during it, so it's just like waiting for him to like rip his whole face <laughs> off. Instead, he just like glasses. Huh. Okay. Hold and she goes, "Oh, you do have beautiful eyes." <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, okay. Noticed your eyes. She's yeah. all like, "You've been lying to me." Oh, but you do have nice eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I didn't want to be a real woman. Yeah, it's that same whole ending <laughs> sequence. It's just, like, everything just 180. Like, oh, it's throw all so, that out the window. It's so problematic. It's so problematic. So, I, uh, I did look up, because I didn't know, when I saw that Mary Tyler Moore was in this, my first thought was, like, did she have, like, much theater experience? And she did, um, but just, like, a couple of the kind of highlights on her that I thought were really interesting is... She did, uh, speaking of Audrey Hepburn, um, she was in a musical that they tried to make from Breakfast at Tiffany's called Holly Go Lightly, where she played the title role that didn't make it out of previews. Um, and she blamed it on having, uh, like, pneumonia or something. Um, but re- in reality, it was It was just terrible. Just bad. <laughs> it, was just, it was just terrible. She was a dancer. That's what she yeah. started as. But she was also apparently brilliantly funny. She almost got cast in the Dom- Danny Thomas show. Um, and it was Danny Thomas who remembered her mm-hmm. as being like, you're great, but you don't look like you would ever be my daughter. <laughs> so no. But I'm. But you know what? We're, gonna, we're casting for this other show, Dick Van Dyke show thing. You should do that. Lesbian Von Penis. Or <laughs> Penis Von Lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lesbian Von Penis makes it even I better. I kind of like Lesbian Von Penis. I think that's like, funnier. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that there was like a one-two, and then you guys started laughing. Like, Wait. It kind of took me a minute to get there, and then I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Oh, there's a, I read a um, funny anecdote about Mary Tyler Moore. She was doing a, she's doing a play for Neil Simon. This is the other one I was going to tell, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. The, the, like, Neil Simon yelled at her and fired her, and the play closed pretty quickly, because, and he was like, Learn my line, learn your damn lines, or get out of my play. And you're like, Mary Tyler Moore didn't know her lines? Yeah, why didn't she know her lines, Mike? Because the fool was rewriting, like, <laughs> by the minute. <laughs> he kept rewriting them with no chance for her to read. So she had, like, an earpiece in so people could feed her, like, the current lines during rehearsals. Because she couldn't remember what the fucking lines were because he was changing them all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, that would have And he was like, learn your yeah. lines or get out of my play. And she's okay, like, bye. peace. <laughs> she's, yeah, she noped right out there, like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm Mary Tyler Moore, yeah, bitch. She, she doesn't need that. <laughs> I do not need you. That just made me love her even more. Yeah, was great. Like, oh, Have you I seen her performance in Ordinary People? Years. It's been years I since I it's saw it. But fascinating. Because she's another one, just like um, Julian, Dame Julie Andrews, um, that she, you know, she was America's sweetheart. She, everybody loved her. She was Mary Tyler Moore. And then how she got her Oscar nomination, just like every actress does. She had to be ugly in some way. She wasn't physically ugly. She's the this cold, emotionally detached mother in Ordinary People. And 
It's astounding work. It I really need to go is. Back and watch. It's been like quite a few years since I've seen um, it. Because I, I think it's Timothy Hutton as the kid, but it's definitely Donald Sutherland as the father. Yeah. So it's a, just a, it's a fucking cast. Right. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been years since I watched it, but I remember watching it and it being like a revelation of like, Oh my God! I hate you, Mary. <laughs> Mary! Oh my God! I think I might need therapy just from watching you. Jesus, I have mother issues now just from you, right Second there. Hand. Secondhand mother issues by you. Ah. Anything else about Thoroughly Modern, Millie? Uh, it we... is a slight piece of entertainment. There is not a lot going on there. No, there's not. It's really, it's... Except that you were giggling the entire time. Yeah, I mean it was. It's. I mean, there's nothing there, but it was. I mean, it was silly and just like. One thing that I do really love, and I commented on this while we were watching, is that Muzzy doesn't show up till nearly an hour into the movie. Yeah. Yep. Like, like oh, by the way, by the way, and like, yeah, that's when uh, Wendy was like, oh yeah, guys, by the way, Carol Channing's in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like you said, you said it, and I, I had the same feeling. Like I saw her name. At the beginning, you know, it honestly just like passed credits, out of my mind, and then just didn't think about it again until she shows up with her <laughs> martini. Raspberries! Like, oh, yeah. Holy shit! It's Carol Channing. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Well, I'm doing loop de loops. Doing a lot in the Baron von Baron Baron von something something. Oh, his Baron loop de loops affected my yeah. in my inner ear, so he'll have so to, he has kiss, to and... kiss her to make her ears pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So there's a lot of catchphrases that might stick around from this one. We shall see. You might yeah. hear me say slapioca a lot. <laughs> slapioca. <laughs> Soy sauce. Banana oil. Or banana oil. Yeah. Banana oil. They'll probably come back around. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. You're just a two bit thimble rigger. <laughs> like, oh, we got to keep these great terminology. And we're just penis fun lesbian. <laughs> Maybe we'll just keep that one. Just keep that one. You're such a penis fun <laughs> Like, that's the highest comedic compliment you can give. Oh, he's such a... Com- no, that doesn't work either. All right, so <laughs> what was your favorite number? I mean, honestly, the my I think the, what was most enjoyable to me was Carol Channing playing every instrument they had yeah. on stage. <laughs> and then she gets up to dance on, like, the... Like, the like, yeah, xylophone, xylophone solo yeah. with her heels. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I remember you making a noise. I'm like, of course she does. Yeah, oh, it's fucking great. Like, I, I said it when we were watching. I, I would just love to see her, see them just continue to hand her more and more ridiculous <laughs> instruments and just see what she could do. I remember when she gets out the huge sax, you're like, yeah. and it's a very Oh, yeah, it's sax. like a very yeah, sax. Like yeah, it's like giant, and it's just one note. Like, <laughs> she like, plays it and she, then sings the note. <laughs> like, the you go, lower and lower. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, she's just a great performer, and she stole the show. Very, very much throughout the whole thing, but that Oscar-nominated for yeah, sure, and rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, if it's not that scene, it's the the theater like tumbling scene. Yeah, like, they're getting shot out of yeah, a cannon. They're both they're both awesome. Um, I think I like think I like that one the the um, the party song better. Um, Jazz baby, jazz baby. I think I like that number better, and like all of the silly shit she's doing. But I love the the canon reveal so much <laughs> too. Like they're both, uh, yeah, they're both because they're great. doing like, a misdirection. Like they're gonna, they're shoot, gonna the, shoot it. Like, at, like Mears is there. Like gonna, she's gonna somehow like shoot it at. And you're going Dorothy. like, how the fuck did they get a cannon into this? <laughs> and theater? also, you want to kidnap like, her, not blow her up. Yeah. What? <laughs> and then, 
at the last second. It turns away and boom, and it's Muzzy. And it's raspberries. <laughs> and this like gold helmet. Yes. And like full gold costume. And I mean, she's already like this tiny blonde lady to begin with. And then there's like more yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I do love the choreography of the tapioca, and I kind of love it just because what the actual fuck is this number even? Yeah, like, what were they doing? I don't know. Like, why is this number here? Apparently, the obligatory dance. Gotta have one, I guess. Number and but there's some fun choreography that's just happening in it. Right. And and then there's when Miss Dorothy has her when she goes up to dance and she's oh yeah. no no oh, I'm so embarrassed I'm so embarrassed <laughs> and I that just reminded me I. I they did have another dance number, which was the wedding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's the that's the extra like, why is this in this movie? <laughs> like let Mary like Mary Tyler Moore. She's like that's Jewish. Or whatever she says. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, because she's singing in like Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, singing in Jewish according to Mary Tyler Moore. It's so. Like, it's not like it's not fun, and that one grandma is just kicking it. Uh, grandma yeah, yeah, doesn't she's... give a fuck. She is going hard. But, like, it really is. You watch it, and they're like, like why there is, is no reason for this to be in this movie. The only, the only thing I saw, like, is because right at the end of the song, like, she gets thrown the bouquet. Millie does, and she catches it. She's yeah. Like, it's like, she's, like, I'm, more set in her ways now to Now I want to know if boss, it's in the stage play. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a fun number. There's a lot of dance possibilities yeah, in it. it could be very... But, fun to watch. And but. by the way, I do plot-wise know, like, the girl who's getting married was at the at the tapioca dance, and she introduces Millie. She's like, this is him. Oh. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah. so there is a slight thread that. of plot connection there. A slight thread. I just assumed it was something she did to, like, make money yeah, on the side or something. Like she, like, singer. sings at weddings or some shit. Uh, Makes as much sense as anything. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Not to make racist like Yiddish noises. <laughs> You're going to bust into the schmool song here in a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice callback. Yeah. Oh, good job, you. Look at this vocabulary of musicals we have. I'm so proud. To be fair, I've been listening to the last five years in between Newsies all week. So, like, <laughs> it's mostly you were been just Newsies. Jeremy like, Jordan. Then I was like, I need a little bit of different Jeremy Jordan. Yeah. 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 There's, well, Lord knows, both of those are great. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, I'm the king of New York. It's a lot more singable than whatever that Jewish song was. I do like how you picked the one song that Jeremy Jordan doesn't sing. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Or like, Jeremy Jordan's well, great. Here's the song he doesn't sing. Well, there's Seize the Day. Oh, wait, that's not sung by him either. That's Davy. That's true. I forget. Uh, does S- he not sing that? Oh, and really? Really? Um, even um, Carrying the Banner? The yeah. boys who sing that, he sings along with them, but it's not like a big solo. Like if you really, I guess most of his it, are more like um, the ones with Santa Fe. He does Santa Fe, and then the songs with um, with Catherine. Catherine, I couldn't remember yeah. her name. Yeah, like I mean, he sings with the boys, and he does have verses in "Seize the Day." <laughs> okay, now we're randomly. <laughs> you already heard us talk about Newsies <laughs> twice. Yeah, <laughs> and a Newsies callback. Yayo. Etc. 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 That your key to quality podcasting <laughs> flashbacks callbacks. Sure. 
All right, let's wrap this up. This has been Thoroughly Modern Millie, and this has been Real Education. The the music, oh, and I don't think we introduced ourselves. I don't think we beginning. did either. I just you know who we are. So now. hey, this is, I'm Wendy. Vinny. Mike. And I feel like if they didn't know who we were, they're like. This would be a weird episode yeah. for somebody to be like, I'm going to jump in at this point. <laughs> These random people. You know who we are. <laughs> it's like when you get the credits at the end these days and they don't bother to put the title right. until the very end because yeah. you fucking know what it is. You bought the ticket, bitches. Yeah, you're like 50. I mean, how many episodes in now? You know who we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know my name. <laughs> All right. Done. <laughs> A Real Education the Musical can be found on iTunes, Blueberry, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook at Real Education Musical, on Twitter at Real Edu Musical, that's R-E-E-L-E-D-U, or check out our website at realeducationmusical.com. New episodes on every Tuesday morning. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. So, um, years ago, before Chris and I were even married, we were dating, and, um... That's often how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, Chris, Chris spent the night, I went to work, and he I slept in. we were married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just cuddled. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're one of those moderns. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So Chris and Chris normally like I don't know why he ended up sleeping this late because he's a morning person. But I'm at work and I get this phone call from Chris, and I'm like, "Yeah, hi, what's up?" Uh, Julie Andrews called, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he sounds so like he's still asleep. Uh, Julie Andrews called. Uh, yeah. Um, she. Need you to pick her up at the airport. Like, oh. Okay. Okay. And he's like, so, yeah. And I'm like, um, just, I want to clarify here. So, Julie Andrews called because she needs me to pick her up at the airport. (laughs) Longest pause. Julie Andrews didn't call, did she? (laughs) No, honey, I really doubt it. Yeah, okay, I love you, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Over, like, well, God, probably over 12 years now, and every once in a while, Chris will just roll over and be like, Julie Andrews called. (laughs) Love you, honey.